This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone. This is Devin Thorpe for Your Mark on the World, and we are lucky today to have with us a remarkable young social entrepreneur, Catherine Pisco of Unearth the World. Catherine, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's a thrill. Well, we're excited to hear more about Unearth the World, but start, if you would, with the story of your round-the-world trip with your husband uh, to, to get this started. Sure. Well, my husband and I had been working in corporate America for nine years and didn't dislike our jobs, but had kind of always wanted to take a career break and do some traveling, if at all possible. Uh, last year, we were fortunate to be able to take that time, and two things we had missed uh, from having our normal careers were traveling a lot and doing volunteering. We hadn't made enough time in our lives to do either, so we took about nine months, traveled the world. We did... Um, 250 days in 20 countries, um, but a big part of it was uh, doing some volunteer projects, uh, a term I had never heard, but doing some volunteerism, so traveling, but also doing some volunteering, and we did five different projects. They were by far the highlights of the trip. Uh, we did uh, worked at a school in Nepal, taught English in Cambodia, worked at a children's home in Thailand, an orphanage and school in Ghana, and we worked alongside local villagers to build uh, safer homes in Zambia. And they were phenomenal experiences, but we also um, kind of learned about some of the negative uh, negatives of volunteerism, some things we weren't thrilled to see. And on the trip, we looked at each other at one point and said, when we get home, if one of us is fortunate enough to get a a job right away to be able, so that we could eat, um, put food on the table, then the other person would um, try to address some of these issues, but also make it possible for individuals to have these sort of volunteer travel experiences in a really responsible way. So um, I lucked out because Mike, my husband, got the job right away after college or after um, returning home from the trip, and I got to launch Unearth the World. Well, that's that's just wonderful. So. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of the things you observed that needed to be improved in the uh, volunteerism business, because you, you clearly felt like there were opportunities there to make what is fundamentally a good thing even better. Absolutely. So I think most people can think right off the bat about all the good things about giving back while you travel, right? Not only for the local community, but also for the individual traveler. But we really, um, and we... Um, came across all of those great things, but the some of the negatives that surprised us, there was three major things that we kept coming across. And one was that a lot of um, other companies in the volunteerism world, um, and essentially these companies, they take an individual who's interested in volunteering, pair them with an international nonprofit, and, and send them abroad for anywhere from a week to a year. Um, a lot of times it's it's not financially transparent. So um, you'd be surprised. Some companies charge, 
you know, over $3,000 alone just for one week. To me, that sounded like a luxury vacation, not a, a volunteer trip. Um, but even if you'd be willing to pay that amount or felt it was worth it, many times you didn't know where the money was going. And I know Mike and I really felt better when we knew um, exactly where every dollar was going and that it was actually going towards helping the organization that we were working with. So that was the first thing. Um, the second was many times the projects are structured in a way that really are just meant to benefit the volunteer and don't take the, the local community, um, the international community into as much consideration. Um, you know, what kind of impacts are these, you know, foreign tourists essentially having on the local community and are the projects really set up to address a, a, a need or are they just there so that the tourists can have a better vacation? And then third um, was very little volunteer support. Uh, most of the companies offer um, a little bit of training in the form of a packet of information that tells you how to get your visas and a little bit about your project, but um, very little on uh, culture shock or world, world view um, and, and zero support when you get home. And that's where Mike and I really wanted to make a difference for the volunteer is you return home and you know, just as with a normal beach vacation or something, you're so relaxed and feel great and you want it to continue, but the second you land at your airport upon arriving home and check your emails, you get instantly stressed again. It's kind of the same thing with these volunteerism trips. It's amazing when you're there and when you get home, it's really difficult to continue that feeling and continue the work in your normal life. So, so what, do you do? What, are you, what are you doing to, to address these uh, challenges to make the experience better? Well, it's been much more difficult than um, I even thought it would be. Um, I think we're, you know, we're constantly trying to to make sure that our solutions are valid and testing that. But first off, with financial transparency, I think that was probably the easiest. You know, we make it really affordable. There's a small fee that um, volunteers will pay on Earth the World for all of the services, but every single dollar is accounted for, and the majority of any money goes towards your room and board and transportation towards that international nonprofit. So really just itemizing it. That was pretty simple. Um, supporting the local communities and really measuring our impact on the local communities has been more of a challenge. But to address that, what we're really doing is um, instead of having dozens and dozens of international partners, we have a select few that we know really well. Um, we've conducted a needs assessment to really understand how short-term volunteers fit into their um, uh, nonprofits and how they'll really be helping them. Um, we uh, conduct uh, an, a introduction and exit interviews for both the volunteer and the nonprofit to really kind of see what the impact has been. And then um, every year after year, we will, uh, you know, this is our first year in business, but we will uh, continue to measure that impact. Um, it's different for every project, uh, but we really had to define what, uh, what the ultimate goal is at every project. And we really maintain close communication with these, um, with these international nonprofits to make sure that we're doing what they need us to do instead of what we think is a good idea. Um, and then the third, and this is, I think, the biggest differentiator for Unearth the World, and that's the volunteer support. So we've created um, really robust training before the volunteer even, even goes uh, on their project. It's a self-led module uh, program that guides them through things like cultural identity and worldview, um, some journaling ex exercises, some really great articles 
um, and really help them understand to set expectations of what they're kind of going into. And then when they return home, we do a, a coaching session with a volunteer as kind of the, a form of a debrief, but also to learn about, you know, what about this trip was so great that you want to continue doing? Maybe it's working, continuing to do service when you get home, and we, we help pair them with a, a local nonprofit so they can continue doing work. Maybe it's just they want to know how to position it on their resume so that they can speak to it at their next job interview. So whatever it is that the volunteer needs from us, we're there to, to support them, and uh, we also introduce them to other people that have done these volunteer trips to really help um, hold them accountable and, and have another person there to support them. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Catherine, as you think back on your experience on your, your year abroad, uh, what was the highest impact volunteer experience you had? What was the one that, if you, you really had to be honest, is, is the one you're most proud to have done? You know, I think it's, uh, well, I know, it's the orphanage and school project that we did in Ghana. It was the first one that we had found on our own through a friend of a friend. We organized it all on our own. They actually our, became our first partner with, when we formed Unearth the World. And they were the project that Mike and I looked at each other after the second day and said, okay, we have to do more because it was an amazing organization. It was started by um, a local entrepreneur named Naomi. She actually wanted to start a school to teach girls and other women how to do hair. But when she really got out into the community to assess what needs uh, that village had, um, she noticed a huge problem with orphan children, specifically children that were disabled. And so she started with just four children that were orphaned, took them into her, you know, small home. And over the years, it's grown into a full-fledged school teaching over 120 students um, these kids are then going on to secondary school. She, you know, feeds, houses, and loves um, over 120 children, and they're continuing to grow. And it's just amazed me how, uh, with very little means, but just a lot of smarts and hard work, she's been able to grow. And what struck us, Mike and I, is that there has to be dozens and dozens and hundreds of other amazing nonprofits like that. That you know, really, all they need is a little bit of support. Um, and a little bit of help through volunteers, uh, bringing financial capital and human capital to really get them to the next step. So um, we really we saw the impact we were making and, and continue. I mean, I email and, and talk to Naomi and her team um, on a weekly basis still. So um, still, still think of them daily. That's amazing. And it's that long-term connection that you built that inspired you, I imagine, to create uh, ways to keep the your volunteers connected to the projects that they Absolutely. did. Yeah. yeah great well, insight. I think seeing how, you know, it really, um, from a selfish perspective, I guess, helped Mike and I to readjust back to normal life by really still feeling connected to those volunteer, uh, you know, nonprofit partners that we got to know, you know, even on the worst day where, you know, everything goes wrong and I'll get an email or a call from Naomi um, or one of her team or get a picture of one of the kids and it just instantly brings me back. So um, I think that's one of the reasons we really want to make sure that that's a, a step for our volunteers as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about why this is important to you and, and I want you to think about why it was that when you were planning a year abroad that you wanted to do volunteering what is it that resonated with you that, that 
as you did it that made you feel like you wanted to keep doing this as a as an enterprise going forward? What really at the root level motivates you to do all this? It's a great question, um, and I think it's really evolved. Uh, when Mike and I first decided to make volunteering a big part of our trip, it was kind of from a, I hate to say it, but almost a selfish perspective where we knew that we felt great when we volunteered at home or we grew up doing a lot of service, and we really um, we wanted to get that great feeling. We also wanted to be able to travel in a way that was a little bit different than what we'd find in a, in a guidebook. You know, you're Volunteering allows you to really get into communities that you'll never read about in your Lonely Planet guidebook, um, really meet people. And I think also we felt so fortunate with being able to take that kind of trip that we thought we'd be remiss if we didn't um, take the time to, to give back a little bit. So it kind of started from us really wanting to, to help in whatever way we could. Um, as it evolved and, you know, we not only thought about volunteerism from an outsider's perspective, but actually did it and built these relationships with individuals. I think those sentiments grew stronger, but I think once we also saw some of the um, unfortunate negatives of the industry, because the industry's just exploded, but it hasn't had much regulation or guidance, um, so with that comes some problems. Um, it's really evolved into, I mean, I get out of bed every day and my vision uh, long-term is to have more people be able to have this amazing transformative volunteerism experience, but do it in a responsible way. Um, and you know, I would, Mike, Mike and I always say this: we would count it a success if, if we even help a handful of people a year to be able to to go about this in a more responsible way. So it's really uh, a larger, kind of grander vision of um, other people having their lives changed in a positive way, like we did. Well, that's really inspiring. I, before we wrap up, Catherine, tell us how, how people can uh, connect with you, how they can learn more about volunteering through Unearth the World. Uh, where do they go first? Where do they do? Sure. Well, we have a website where all of our information, whether it be contact information or even information about all of our projects that we offer, and that's just unearththeworld.com. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, at Unearth the World. We have a Facebook page as well. Um, but I always love to hear uh, via email, and that's info at unearththeworld.com. Um, and what I always tell people is, obviously, we're, we're starting out. We only have a couple projects that we actually have official partnerships with. Um, but we're growing. And even if um, I, I just love talking to other people that like to travel internationally, that like to give back, been a really fun experience in that way. So even if you go on the site and you might not see the location of the type of project that you specifically want today, still reach out, tell me about what you're looking for, and chances are I can at least point you in the right direction to be able to have you know, that really fulfilling, amazing, but really ethical volunteerism experience too. So would love to would love to hear from anyone. Oh fantastic. Well Catherine again, thank you very much for being with us today. It's a joy well, having you. Oh, it's been a great opportunity. I really appreciate it and uh, can't thank you enough. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World.
Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com. The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one-day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co.